Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. January 19th, 2023, 2023. Welcome everybody to the Women in Money podcast. And everyone's smart enough to listen. Indeed, this is the KT and Susie Ask Us Anything podcast. Anything at all. Right. You ask, I answer. I sometimes answer. (laughs) I know, right? And sometimes, sometimes she actually gets it right. In fact, more and more. I think this year, KT, as we go on, you're going to get this more and more right, all the questions. my quizzies. Your quizzies. <laughs> all right. Speaking of quizzies, I see you have something in front of you. Yes. Today, I want to do something different. And I'm going to ask KT her quizzy question up front. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it is the only question that I really want us to ponder today, because it is a topic that affects one out of four women in the United States. It is a massive, massive problem, and I believe from the bottom of my heart, it is not addressed enough in public. So we're going to start by me asking KT the quizzy question. And when I ask KT a quizzy question, it is also a question for all of you. How would you answer this question that I'm about to ask KT? Are you ready, Miss Travis? I'm ready. All right. Hey, Susie. I love, love, love your podcast and tell everyone I know that they should listen. I have recently learned of this podcast, and I am listening from the beginning, trying to catch up. I am okay financially. I own my own home and have a Roth 401k through my job. You might want to take out your Susie notebook, everybody, and write down that this person has her own home, her Roth 401k through her job, and she is working on my eight month savings, she says. My question is this. I have been in a relationship for many, many years. Our money is completely separate as we live separately. He has two homes. I spend every weekend at his house where he expects me to pay for half of everything there, including bills 
and home improvements, as well as things like boat, golf cart, four-wheelers, etc. At the same time, although I know I haven't always made the best financial decisions, he feels like it's necessary and his right to see my credit card statements, bank statements, and to tell me what I should and shouldn't spend money on. He tries to control how I spend my money. I'm not supposed to spend any of it on my kids at all. And I never see any of his financial information. If I didn't go to his house, I wouldn't see him. He is currently unemployed, although he calls it retired. He is under 50. He has money in the bank, much more than me, but he has no retirement plan whatsoever. I spend roughly $6,000 a year on his house. He does not contribute to any of my bills at all. So basically, I pay mine but I'm expected to pay half of everything at his house. I do love him, but I do not like him. Oh, boy. Here is the question, everybody. Mm -hmm. Is this financial abuse? All right. Have you all thought about it? Yeah, I've really thought about it. All right. Let me hear what your answer is, It didn't take too long to come up with a conclusion when someone says, they love him, but don't like him. And I, Susie, we, I don't know um, his side of the story. And you know, I'm a big believer about takes two to tango. But the whole point is that it sounds like he's a control freak. But I wonder if his controlling is to really help her stay on track. Because she did admit in her letter, in her email to you, that she hasn't been that good in the past with her finances. She said that she hasn't always made the best decisions. All right. Right. But that doesn't mean that she's not making them now. But KT, but I mean, if she he, has a retirement account. She's yeah. working on eight months of security. Say, and she has a job. And she owns her home. She's spending 104 nights a year in his house and pays about six $60 a night. But that's only because, because obviously she said other things, I shortened it. He wouldn't come and stay at her house. They wouldn't be together if she didn't go there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds very controlling. I think it's definitely abusive in a controlling and diplomatic way. Here is the question. Is he financially abusive? Or is she allowing herself to and be in abused. her own way? abusing herself because she is staying in a relationship it's definitely her. with somebody she loves but doesn't like. This is very important what I've just said. It's very easy to blame our situation on somebody else. It's a whole nother thing when you recognize what is happening here. And it doesn't matter the label that you put on something. Right. So it's easy to blame somebody else, but you have got to take responsibility for staying in a relationship or staying in a situation where you yourself are questioning 
abuse, no matter where it's coming from. Because sometimes we have what I call self-abuse. We allow it to go on. We have self-disrespect for ourselves because we allow ourselves to stay in a relationship that we should have gotten out so long ago. It's not even funny. So then the question becomes, why do we stay in a relationship when this has been going on for a long time and this person is questioning it? You know, I always have a saying, you never ask a question like this that you already don't know the answer to. Everything you said sets the stage for absolute abuse, but I think it's self-abuse, and I think that he also is a very controlling, abusive man, but I think it's, this is, if you want my opinion, honestly, Well, Susie, that's what I'm asking you on, about. It's on her. She needs to to wake up, smell the coffee, and say, listen, sweetheart, I really love you, but I don't want to spend the weekend here. Let's go to a hotel and split it. She's got to try some things to see if she has any power whatsoever, or if he really loves her, what's he willing to do for her? And she sounds like she's really tired of the routine and it's his way or the highway. So guess what, girlfriend? It's time for you to leave. Drive off the highway, go to an open road and get out of Dodge because she's allowing herself to go through a routine and ritual of abuse, but she's allowing it. Yeah. And she she has she's smart. And the thing is, she ended it with, I love him, but I don't like him. Why would you ever want to stay with anyone you don't like? Yeah. How many times I have like I... Susie so much, everybody? <laughs> we not we not only love each other, but we really like being together. We like everything we do. We like things about each other. There's very few things we don't like about each other. We we like each other. We're very compatible. Are you sure I feel that way? No, yeah. just joking yes, with all of you. Yes, no, no, K I am sure. KT, how many times have I said to you, it's so easy to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to say, I love you, see you later. Love mm -hmm. you, bye. But the most important part of any relationship, have I not said, isn't love. Because it's liking. It's liking each other because it is our nature, especially when you're a woman. It is your nature to nurture. It's just our nature to do so. You have the ability to give birth in most cases. You have the ability to feed that which you have given birth to. It is your nature to nurture. And you nurture everybody else in your life before you nurture yourself. You know, this was the reason, everybody, I wrote the book, Women and Money, which is what this podcast is named after. Because women, all of us need to learn how to give to ourselves as much as we give of ourselves. And there is nothing more important in life, as Mika of Morning Joe would say, which is to know your value, mm. to know your value, but not your value to others. No, your value to yourself. Because in the end, what's very fascinating about getting older, KT, 
and you and I talk about this all the time, is in the end, you kind of do end up all alone. In many, many cases, like one of our greatest fears in life is, please don't take KT without also taking me. Don't leave one of us, God. You know, if you're going to take one of us, take both of us. Because I don't know. And I've said this to many people who have lost their spouses, who they've loved more than life itself. You know, I don't know how you go through that. It's not easy. I do know that in time, because I've seen it, people get through it. Their mm-hmm. hearts heal. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You have to get through right? it. But many, many people, in the end, we kind of end up alone. Katie, are you afraid of ever being alone? No. Because? I told you something different about me. What is that? I don't ever know or have experienced alone. Oh, right. Tell so, everybody. Should I tell say- everybody? Yeah, so yeah. This, this is an interesting phenomenon, and, and I'm curious if it is not just me, but other twins. When you're born into this world with another person, whether you love each other, you don't like each other, whether you're best friends, not friends, you're born with another person. And in most cases, you grow up in those very early stages and years of life through adolescence, through teenage, until you're, you know, out and about on your own path. You grow up with a best friend, with another person. And being an identical twin, my sister and I have gone through every life phase together. So I don't know, I've never went to school on the first day of school scared to be alone and make friends. I never went on my first date alone. I was on a double date with my twin. I have a very difficult question to ask you. Tomorrow you get a call. And you're told. Oh, don't don't even say it. Then I would be devastated. All right. So in the end, it is possible that your sister could predecease you. And if that happens, one of you, whether it's you or her, most mm. likely will end up alone. Are you not afraid of that? Yeah, I'm afraid of that, but I don't... You just said you're never afraid of that. Because I don't know what that feeling is until I've actually experienced it for the first time. Yeah. What's interesting, everybody, is that I feel like I've spent almost my entire life alone. I do. It's, I loved my mother, I loved my father, but they were struggling always so much for money and struggling with my father's health. And my brothers were much older than me. And there I was. And I just have always, haven't I, Katie? A real loner, yeah. I'm a loner. And even to this day, you may not know this about me, but I'm still a Yeah, she's still a loner. Like Susie gets total joy out of (laughs) sitting in the same place the whole day long without moving sometimes well, of course, she's doing, you know, she's on her phone or she's listening to something or reading or, you know, she's just not sitting and doing nothing, but she isn't moving and she's often alone. Now, we're we're on this big old island with only very few people. And, you know, I am very busy and I have a million chores and projects and things that I do. But Susie, for the most part, is sitting in the same place. And I always find where I leave her, I find her. 
I always say, are you okay? I, I shout out from my garden, Susie, it's, are you okay? Do you need anything? Nope, I'm good, KT. And she's by herself, very happy. The first time that I feel like in my life, KT, that I ever truly experienced love, and now I know what we're off the topic of financial abuse, but we will come back there. The first time in my life that I felt like I had true love from a person was from you, KT. Yeah, thanks, Susie. Me too. You know, I've had so much love for God and spiritual teachers and things like that. Friends and friends. Friends, and- but on a personal everyday level. And the truth of the matter is, since KT and I met almost now 22 years ago, mm-hmm. we never really, for more than a day or two or three at most maybe, left each other's sides. So we're constantly together. Yeah, we work, eat, sleep, live, love. We're together all the time. We're a 24-7. And we still And we like it. And we, we like st- it, though. And then there we come back to love is not as important as like. Because I know many, many couples that love each other deeply. No way could they be together 24 hours, 12 hours, five hours a day. (laughs) No way. And you can't count sleeping together at night because you're sleeping. Read that last sentence one more time. I do love him, but I do not like him. All right. What does that tell you? Here's what it tells us. When we hear an email like this, it's very easy to pass judgment on somebody else. It's easy to say, this person's abuser, this whatever, and there are many abusers out there. But we don't have to, in most cases, take their abuse. Mm -hmm. We don't have to. And so for those of you that find yourself in a situation where you're asking this question, and again, remember, I started this podcast by saying one out of four women in the United States are in a financially abusive relationship. And what that means is that you're in a relationship with somebody who is controlling the money, controlling your actions, controlling who you can see, controlling what you spend your money on, controlling when you get a paycheck that you have to give it to him or her. They are absolutely controlling your life in every possible way. And financial abuse eventually leads, just so you know, to emotional, psychological, and physical abuse. It becomes very, very dangerous. So therefore, in this particular situation, I don't really care about this person that she's in a relationship with. I care about her. Mm -hmm. And I cared about her enough to actually respond to her many, many times personally. And the end of our communication was, after I've asked her many other questions, was this, get out and get out now. And I can only hope that she cared about herself enough that she simply said she has her own house, he has two, they don't live together. I hope she cared about herself enough to say, you know what? 
I'm not spending weekends with you anymore. In fact, I'm not spending any time with you anymore. So if any of you are out there listening and you're just even wondering, are you in a financially abusive or any type of abusive relationship, I want you to reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And you can do so by going to thehotline.org. You can also reach out and call 800-799-7233. You can also send a text that says START on it to 88788. Just do that because if you're even questioning it, like this email, the fact that she was even questioning it, normally what I would have said to her, you need to reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So that's was the quizzy KT. Now, are you wondering what I'm going to do? Am I going to ding, ding, ding you? Yeah, I think I was right. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And really all of you, the question that we just asked and answered may be one of the most important questions that are ever asked on the Women and Money podcast. However, Many of you who watched the videos on the Women and Money app showing us loading up the airplane, getting on the airplane, having the airplane land on a really tiny strip, getting off the airplane, getting in my golf cart to drive us home, driving up the driveway and seeing the chickens. You have so many questions. So in the time remaining, KT, let's answer some of those questions for people right now. Okay, so the first big question is, Susie, do you own this island? Can I answer this? Of course. All right, everybody. No, we don't own this little island, but we are part owners with a number of other members that live here as well. There's And just an FYI, I love trivia. There's 700 islands that make up the Bahama coral reef chain, and only about 30 of them are inhabited. So this is one, but I would say that at any given time, there's only maybe a couple dozen people on, on the, this uh, island. Yeah. Other, uh, also, just so you know, we are residents of Florida, of mm-hmm. the United States, but we spend the majority of our time here in the Bahamas. So in our hearts, this is our home and where we live. Next question, KT, what was it? Okay, so we drove up the driveway, and in the video, if you go on the app and take a look, it shows Susie saying hello to all our chickens. <laughs> we have these little, like, yard birds, I call them, these chickens that not only were born on this property, but they continue to expanding the family. So the little chickens came up, and people said, well, why don't you eat the eggs? Especially, Susie, since the price of eggs now for organic eggs is like $10 a dozen. Well, on the podcast that I did last Sunday, I told them how you freaked it, 10 bucks a dozen. So why don't you eat the chickens? Why don't you eat the eggs? So these are more like pets. And some of our neighbors, actually, we have Peruvian neighbors 
that do collect at least two eggs every morning from their chickens. And there are many, many workers on this island that are from the Bahamas Mm -hmm. and Haiti and the Dominican Republic. They eat the chickens. They actually do eat the chickens. Not mine, But they know they are not to touch any of our chickens at all. They're like our little pets, so... We don't care about their eggs. We care about them having babies so, and us raise their so babies with them. So you see Susie on the plane that's packed with provisions. I mean, we probably had hundreds of pounds of weight of provisions. And what you do is you clear customs. You have to actually bring receipts for anything you've purchased to bring on the island and you pay duty on it. So you bring provisions when you need to about every two months. We bring a plane, a whole cargo plane full of provisions. And these things are usually what we cannot purchase on the island, like any kind of medical supplies or if we have... Well, um, no, the truth of the matter is there is a little market a, on this We have island, a market a in market, our clinic, actually. But they are so expensive, <laughs> truthfully, it's not even funny. So we bring everything ourselves. I just have to say something else. Somebody questioned, you have customs on this tiny little oh, yeah. island? Oh, you oh, bet yes, we, we do. do. There are customs agents that are stationed here full time. Okay, so Susie, a lot of people wanted to know about the jacket that you had on. I love that jacket. <laughs> that is one of, it's like a sweater jacket. And she bought that. Can I tell them? Sure. That is from a market, an open air market. And a gypsy actually made that. In Spain. We were in Spain. We were on the Camino. And we were in Santiago, Spain. Yeah, we were in Santiago. And it was like $50. It was maybe even less than that. I think less than that, but it's one of her favorite, favorite pieces of all times. And the last time I got to wear it, because it's been so hot, was when I went to see Oprah in Minneapolis. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And Oprah, to my surprise, calls me on stage And I had that jacket on. I love that. Next question, KT. Okay. And then uh, some people are asking, so KT, where is your garden? I did not show you the garden, which we had just built because we are red. We're preparing now for spring planting. So it's completely empty. All it is is a massive space. Every plant before we went to Florida. And now I'm preparing it for spring planting, which will take place probably in about six weeks. Also, people asked that it said it looked like I was driving on the sidewalk. Well, we don't have sidewalks on the island. We drive on the British side of the road. Yeah, we drive on the British side of the road. However, we don't have any sidewalks. So yeah, I'm driving on this little tiny thing that's like a sidewalk. It's our road, but we ha- we only have golf carts. It's not like you have lanes and pain. Yeah, and, we have like yeah. And you drive on the opposite. And there side. is one van that comes to the plane to load all of your stuff that you brought and brings it back. And that, if you look at all the videos, videos. that's Juice who unloads the His plane. His name's Justin, but everyone calls him Juice. We don't know why, but he's really big and strong. And he takes all of these provisions back to our home. Colo unloads everything. We color code where the, the different bags go, the garage, Susie's room, blah, 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 blah. Right. 
Those are a few of the answers to your questions, but I hope you had fun and you liked seeing a little bit of our life. Little slice of life. Little slice of life. All right. What do you want to say, KT? Anything? So what are you doing Sunday? Sunday. Uh-oh. She has a look. Sunday. Listen, everybody, what's really important is that you all tune in this Sunday. Surprise. We have two surprises for you. One that I'm just so touched to be able to even say happened. And the other is something all of you have needed to know how to do, and you didn't know how to do it, but very shortly, oh, you will. So tune in. Listen up. But there's one other thing that you need to know, and it is this. Today, wherever we go, we will create a peaceful, joyful, and loving world. world. Now you stay safe and secure. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you Sunday. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.